forever. Dog. Do not go gentle into that good night. Poetry, I feel, is a tyrannical discipline. I was trying to tell a story. The book came to me in a sort of a haze. This is how to write a good short story. No hope, just booze and madness. Everyone in the world has gone to bed one night or another with fear. I saw the best minds of my generation destroyed by madness. Now, lend me your ears. Hello, and welcome to the Literati Podcast, another one of the meaningless distractions you fill your time with until you're eventually dead forever. And we couldn't be more happy to have you, dear listeners. You wasting your precious time listening to us gives our pointless lives meaning somehow. But let's not waste any more time thinking about how we could better spend what little time we have on this earth before the inevitable release of death comes for us all. Instead, let's talk about something meaningful, like the craft of writing. Writing and expressing ourselves and our ideas through words is vital to the human experience. Writing is how we share the deep truths of the human condition. It's also how we can tell people on the internet which restaurants have shitty service when we didn't get our meatball hoagie as quickly as we would have liked at Tony Bologna's Pizza and Sub Shop. So true, Colin. Writing is how we pass down stories from generation to generation. And writing is also how we spew hate speech without consequence in the comments of YouTube videos. Point is... The written word is powerful, and it's empowering to write even if no one is reading. And if you're anything like Colin and I, no one is. That's right. No one is reading our work. And most likely, no one is listening to us either. We're kind of like two ghosts just wandering the earth. So why should you take writing advice from two ghosts that no one cares are dead? Great question, Colin. Well, I received my creative writing MFA from The Dump. My professor was Dirty Jerry, who lives at The Dump, and I was the only one enrolled in the program, so it was a great teacher-to-student ratio, a lot of individual one-to-one attention. And when I say got my MFA degree, what I meant was uh, I crawled through The Dump until I found a degree someone else had thrown away, and now it's mine. Oh, that's nice. As long as you have it framed on your wall, it's all that matters. It's still in the dump. Okay. And I have written over 30 emails to my landlord asking him to deal with the mice in my building. Frankly, it's getting out of control. Any response yet? None. Huh. But I'm going to keep writing. Because again... It's important to write even if no one's reading. You got to get those morning pages out. Exactly. Even if it's just uh, crafting a letter uh, electronically to your landlord, begging them to kill the mice that are crawling over you and your roommates while you sleep. I want my apartment back. And you just got to express yourself until you get it. So now that you know we're qualified to talk to you about writing, let's jump right in with our writing tip of the day. Write what what you know. know. That's right. Every good creative writing professor will tell you to write what you know. So Michael and I are going to do just that. First, we'll just jot down the stuff that the two of us know. Yeah, and then we'll just see what we have and spin it into an amazing story. Uh, So why don't we take turns? Uh, Michael... Uh, what's something that you know? Okay, um, so something from my experience. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, well, I know that my dad hates it when I tell him that I love him. Okay, uh, okay, so yeah, we can try to, I guess we can try to make that into a, a story. I don't like to talk about that. Oh, okay, great. Colin, what's uh, something you know? Oh, uh, well, I know that no matter how much my doctors tell me to, I won't stop drinking. 
So that could be that could be a good short story. Yeah, like sort of maybe like sort of like a Bukowski sort of thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I mean, are you in a cool? Um, like a weird section of society, like a dock worker like Bukowski, or didn't he work at, at factories and stuff? No, I am part of a yacht club, so there's a dock there. You're part of a yacht club? I, I, I hang out, like, I, I work at a yacht club. Okay. Yeah. Work at a yacht club? Yeah, like, I, I'm I, I'm part of the wait staff. Okay, got it. Um, yeah. Front of house, or? Oh, God, no. No, they wouldn't have me front of house. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, well you know what? I, I, I don't think it's gonna, I don't think it's gonna turn into what I want. What, what, what's something else you know? Okay, uh, I know that being violently allergic to dairy doesn't mean I'll stop eating ice cream. It just means the people around me will suffer. Okay. That's uh, kind of like, I could see that as a uh, anti-hero. Oh, yeah, sure. This. Yeah, like sort of like I a... I know last episode we talked about how we don't like anti-heroes, but I'm willing to ignore my own advice if it helps me write a good story. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, they're very popular, so, yeah. you know, my, you could give it a shot. And it's sort of like an addiction. Yeah, ice cream, yeah. sugar, yeah. So, yeah, you're kind of... You know, you're it's fighting like against evil. Figure. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, are you part of like a weird uh, subsection of society? Well, now that you bring it up, I do uh, work for a band called Yacht. Oh, OK. They're, not, they're like an indie electronica dance kind of band. And um, well, I don't work for them as much as I go to their shows and I try to get on stage. OK. So, yeah, there there could be something there. You could. I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. You could, uh, you know, maybe like the bouncer at the concert says, mm. hey, you can't bring that ice cream in here. And I'm like, I'm already two licks in and I'm <laughs> not returning it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, okay, there might be something there. See, this is what happens when you take real life experiences. Take, it's such a deep well to draw from. Take what you know, turn it into a story. What about you, Colin? You got anything else that yeah, you know? Yeah, I have uh, some other things that I know. Uh, I know that uh, for the past two and a half months, every time I cough, a little bit of blood comes up, and I still haven't seen a doctor because I'm hoping it just sorts itself out. I like that. Yeah, right? Like, that could be a... Uh, that feels yeah. like um, an yeah. inciting incident. Yeah. You know, like a blood cough. Like is that the name of the, the book? That's the name of the book. Blood Cough. That Blood actually cough. sounds like um like a 1980s action movie. Oh, yeah. It could be a movie, too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I mean, gosh, it would be great. Because yeah, the only reason we write books is that hopefully we'll someday have somebody turn it into a movie, Michael Crichton style. Oh, yeah. And I could see like Bruce Willis. Oh, coughing yeah. up blood. Yeah. And also it will be the name of the main character, too. Yeah. Be like Blood Cough, you get, you get out of here. You get out of town, Blood Cough. And it's like, and then Bruce Willis is like... Not till I've coughed on every single kid at this birthday party. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, because he's also an anti-hero. Yeah. <laughs> he's coughing blood on kids. Yeah, that's, yeah. well, that's, yeah. I love that. I Mike, think you should get right into tonight. Michael, do you know anything else? Oh, yeah, for sure. I know that I'm no longer allowed in Rhode Island because I gave the governor a purple nurple. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to when I'm doing road trips, I have to take the long way. I have to go all the way around Rhode Island, which sucks because it's you know such a big state. I I do remember that because we had a, a we uh, we tried to go to uh, Block Island off off the island of yes, Rhode Island, exactly. and you you swam there because you said I can't I can't go and the I had normal route. The long way. I yeah, had to go to from Connecticut, swim out around. Yeah, um, and the whole thing is just because I really don't respond well to authority. Exactly, so. and and you are from Rhode Island, or or you just 
are going around giving purple nurples to the mayors of uh, wherever you I'm can find them. Trying to do all 50 states. Okay, cool. Like, how Sufjan like a Sufjan Stevens. Stevens sort of yeah. thing. That's very yeah. cool. That's yeah. cool. What about you, Colin? And what do you think? You know, like three or four more things? Maybe <laughs> yeah. three feels like... Yeah, maybe we know three more yeah, things. That's three more feels good. Uh, honestly, it's about as much room as my brain has room for. Yeah. Uh, and Colin, can I just push you? I yeah. feel like a lot of these are like good little moments, but I'd say really go deep like what is something you know as a right. human what is something okay. you've lived in and something that's changed you where you're like this is an essential truth about myself right like something that like a real like could be like the philosophy of a character yeah, so exactly. really sustain for a whole novel yeah. okay um Sure. Yeah. Well, I know that I've gotten scammed into giving my credit card info and social security number to one of those automated spam calls again. Third time this year. Is that kind of like what you were talking about? Yeah, I think that's uh, that's definitely feels a lot deeper. I do feel like I have a good sense of who you are and what um, kind of, I guess, problems are in your head yeah see i think i have the opposite problem tricked yeah i it's really easy to trick me and the thing is i think i have the opposite problem to you where you don't respond well to authority i respond too well to anyone i assume has authority the minute somebody calls you and asks for something like like, i need your social security number i'm like yeah here you go can i mail you cash yeah so michael like do you have something that's just like if you were to push yourself like as deep as you can go yeah okay something like i know okay Yeah, yeah I know that my vote does not matter. I just, that's something I just feel. Uh-huh. And that's why I've never done it. And I never will. <laughs> so, okay. And then, and do, I can't do, be convinced that it does. Okay. And can you envision this being in a story somehow? Nope. So this this could just be one of those things, like, you know how, like, they say, like, the the character like ninety percent it's like an iceberg mm, like ninety mm-hmm. percent is below the yeah. surface you can't see it so this is just one of those things that your character might also know but it's like it an iceberg come up. that flipped upside down I think ninety percent is sticking right up it's just like hey my vote fucking sucks doesn't matter and therefore I'm throwing it away and then the ten percent that's underneath is probably those uh, dairy reactions that i yeah. mentioned earlier okay. it's not i'm not i haven't been diagnosed as lactose intolerant just whenever i have dairy bad stuff happens <laughs> like uh like sort of like bad like uh like things go wrong in your life sort of thing like kind uh, of like it's more of just like um a stomach reaction that you wouldn't like and you don't want to be around and i honestly colin i don't want to say more than that okay um what about you one more thing <laughs> yeah sure well i Know that I'm human garbage who isn't worthy of love and deserves to die alone. Well, we all know that. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, that seems like more of an about the author. Okay. <laughs> than like uh, maybe the, the okay, whole yeah. story. But that's hmm. also still very helpful because I was yeah. sort of like, uh, for a long time, my about the author was just Colin O'Brien is, and then it's just dot, dot, dot. That's it. Yeah. Or like, was, and it's like a little honestly, note that's like, we'll come back to. Yeah, we'll circle back on this. Uh, That actually got you a lot of acclaim because people were like, who is this guy? He's so mysterious. Yeah. And And then then they found found out. out, Yeah. And then they found out some of this other stuff I've already talked about on me. And they're just like, uh, oh, yeah, he's a 
Not that interesting. No. Yeah. Well, I guess if I had to do one more last thing that I know, I, I know that if I'm on vacation and I buy a piece of regional clothing, like a straw beach hat or a knit parka, the minute the vacation is over, I will cease to wear that clothing ever again. Even though I bought it thinking, this is who I am now. And that's... And those are just... So those are just some of the things that mm. we know about us. I kind of... I kind of feel like the stuff that we know sucks. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that's because we have no sense of self-esteem or internal worth? Yeah, maybe. Or maybe it's just like you look at a big building and you say, hey, that's a big building. It's obvious. That's what's there. We're shitty people who can't eat that much dairy and we're kind of dumb. And it's just like, hey, that's what's there. Hi, everybody. Tim Heidecker here with huge news. We have a terrific episode of Office Hours Live prepared for you. We had the great stand-up comedian Kyle Kinane come in and a very special in-studio music session from legendary Emdu Mokhtar. You're not going to want to miss this one. You can find it on your podcast app of choice by going to Sears or Macy's and getting an iPod and then coming home, charging it up and listening through your app. Anyway, uh, we're happy to jump into the podcast. Uh, we're so happy to have you all with us, and we're so happy to have our guest with us today. I have to say, I have been reading this person's work since I was a kid, from the graphic novel Sandman to the uh, hit Terry Pratchett uh, crossover Good Omens. I'm, I'm so excited to have this author, who I, I think what they know could fill a book or oh, two, yeah, and this it probably is, has. Yeah, this is definitely an author who knows stuff. And is writing about it. <laughs> Please welcome to the podcast, Neil Gaiman. Hey guys. Hey. Hi. How wow. are you? The uh, absolute pleasure to have you, you here know, with us. I I hate to do this. Uh oh. Um, but I am not. I'm not that Neil Gaiman. What? Uh, yeah, I'm so sorry. No, you're the one who wrote um, all the sci-fi fantasy books. No, uh, no, not me. Just no, had no, an no. Amazon series made out no, of one of yours. No, uh, he is a he's a much older British man, and I am not. That. Okay, he's married you're not to British. Amanda. No, no. Could you not tell? He's yeah. He's married to the spooky Amanda Palmer. Mm-hmm. And you're not. I wish, but hmm. no. N- yeah, no. no. I, I mean, I know that in you know in the UK and England, there's a lot of different regions a lot of accents yeah. i thought just this was, was no i maybe I, you were from little america no i grew up in uh in portland oregon okay okay yeah. and that's from that's in which part of england portland oregon no it's which... america oh mm-hmm. so what um i guess i, I was you confused, were confused. Mm, yeah that's what um, i was gonna my say my name is similar uh-huh uh though it is are we pronouncing it right you are yes oh. neil it, Gaiman. Is, it is spelled differently so though. you are neil game and you're just not that neil game yes okay. i'm a different okay. i'm a different neil Gaiman, um, yeah. Okay. How was your name spelled? Uh, the uh, first Neil, uh, just like any other, uh, K-N-E-E-L. You say just like any other. Like the verb. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You don't mean like any other name. No, I mean name. like, a, well, it's a name. It is my name. Oh, yeah, but it's not like just like any other name. It's spelled. like, it's Neil. Mm-hmm. Okay. But like yeah. the action to Neil when you take a knee. And a name. 
Okay. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, don't know, I don't know why right? I'm harping on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, okay, you that's your name. Yeah. You capitalize the first letter and there it is. Yeah, okay. no, okay. Yeah, if I don't know why writer, I'm harping I on this. I feel like you should know this. Yeah, no, then, then, yeah, makes sense. Gaiman, same as Neil Gaiman. Uh, it is, uh, no, it is hyphenated in the middle. So G A Y hyphen M A N. Gaiman. Okay. So, I don't know. It, I, I guess our, I wasn't reading the emails that closely. No, because it's very clear. I also get also my email is I'm not that Neil Gaiman at gmail.com. Yeah, I thought it was like not so Raven, like sort mm-hmm. of thing. Like I'm not who I'm actually not, she is Raven. Yeah. So I thought it was like a I'm not that Neil Gaiman, like not so Raven. No, I am I, I am Neil Gaiman, just not that Neil Gaiman. Yeah. I think the problem for me is I have my emails printed out and read to me. By my ah, wait staff. That is the problem. And so I can't hear the difference because I'm not seeing it written. Very down. fair. I okay. do end every email with just in case you're wondering, I'm not the British Neil Gaiman. Well, uh, another problem is that I tend oh, that's to fall your electronic asleep. signature sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Send from my iPhone just so you know I'm not that British author Neil Gaiman. Yeah. I tend to fall asleep about three quarters of the way through an email that I'm being read because mm-hmm. there's something about my butler's voice that just <laughs> knocks me out. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm. My butler is, um, what's that little guy's name? <laughs> I don't know. The, um, who's the guy who voiced the, um, Alan Cumming no, in the Flintstones movie? No, I wish. The guy who did the voice of Gerard the Butler? parrot. No, the other guy. The voice of the parrot in the Iago? Aladdin. Yeah, who's that? Oh, Gilbert Gottfried? <laughs> yes. Okay, so let me take this all over again. No, 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 no. I think we get it. Uh, <laughs> that little guy. Anyway, uh, yeah. you can't make us work this hard for a reference. And then... So, yeah, my butler is uh, Gilbert Gottfried. So I'm about halfway and through his, him. And his voice puts you to sleep? Something about it just hits me. Boom. Eyes closed. <laughs> is he expensive? Uh, he owes me a life debt. Oh. So I don't pay. What yeah. happened there? Well, he um, uh, he was in medical school. Oh, yeah. Training to be a I doctor. I heard about that. And I was what's called a volunteer cadaver. Um, And he messed up my body so bad. Oh, is that what happened? Yeah. He took stuff out. He put stuff in. Huh. Uh, and he didn't wash his hands. So oh. I was sick. And also, he never finished sewing up my stomach. So it's like um, if I was to lift up my shirt, you'd see right in. Oh. It, it does your stomach when I because we've we've gone to the beach before. It mm-hmm. looks like uh, it looks like you know one of those uh, uh, old timey uh, uh, the they Work like roll out. up yeah. like the they're like the not cummerbund but they like they like the in cartoons yeah. when the when the cartoon gets scared. Oh, the opera man. Yeah, it like mm-hmm. rolls up. Yeah. Not yeah. to be confused with Adam Sandler's Opera Man. Yeah. You know, um, Oh yeah, we don't have the rights to Adam no. Sandler's I'm, Opera I'm Man. I'm so glad um that you are born in this time. Yeah. Um just because of the body positivity movement. It's great. I've really gotten a lot of people to rally around me. Uh, until they get close to me, and then they do not want to be yeah. around me. Mm-hmm. But uh, enough about me and the medical mishaps that have led F- Gilbert Gottfried to be my manservant. I guess we should just end the podcast since you're not that Neil Gaiman and you're not an author. Well, that's oh, quite yeah, rude. Can... I want to say that's rude. Oh. I am an author. I oh. wouldn't show oh. up here. Oh, okay. If I wasn't okay. I wouldn't show up to Literati. Oh, okay. Well, okay. the podcast. Oh, if... That that's actually that works out great then. Yeah. Okay. Uh, if you to be do- to be fair, I didn't start as an author, but because mix-ups like this happened so often, I have published thirteen novels. Wow, wow. Mm-hmm. that's incredible. Wow. Can, um, quick follow-up question, and please, no offense, are they good? No. <laughs> okay. Thank you for being honest. I feel a lot more comfortable, and now I'm eager to hear more about your writing because yeah. Colin and I we always have these good authors on, and it's so intimidating. Yeah. No. Um, yeah. 
uh, I'll tell you, it's not good, but people buy it because they're confused by the name. Okay. It's mostly people who have their butlers read them. Uh, what's yeah. what's uh, trending on Amazon? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're a big we're a big population. We're a big community, and we're growing. So, um, what, what do you have to read for us today? Wonderful. I do have a selection. Uh, from my new batch of essays. Wow. Um, Essays. What are those? Uh, they are short form because I can't think longer than 15 pages. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I have the same problem. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's great because, um, essays, you can write something personal. You never have to get too personal. Right. And, uh, you never have to complete a thought. Uh, you never, you know, because if you leave it open-ended, uh, people think that you're being uh, mysterious and letting them draw their own conclusions. Oh, that's smart. Mm-hmm. I get that. But generally, I just forget to finish it, and I'm very bad at proofreading. Sure. <laughs> Proofreading's the worst, because the minute I'm done getting something down onto the mm-hmm. page, the last thing I want to do is look at it ever again. Please. Never again. Uh, also, anytime I uh, get a foreword from an editor of money, you know, mm-hmm. get a bunch of money up top. I love when that happens. Then, yeah, it's the best. And yeah. then they realize I'm not the real Neil Gaiman. <laughs> and then they never look at my work and they just just gets published. Yeah. Have you ever gotten uh, any of the actual Neil Gaiman's uh, advan- uh, money advances? Like, uh, have you ever? I have gotten three of his checks. That's great. But they were wow. all... Um, they were all pretty small. Okay. Just because like he, was in, he, was, he was an extra in a couple of um, episodes of Younger. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Well, not an extra, but he had an under the five. Hillary yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Early on, early on. Uh-huh. So now they're around $2. Okay. Each residual check. That's still, I mean, that's not nothing. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm that's saving a seltzer. them up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. My seltzers are more expensive than that. But oh, what I'm you... bougie. Okay, yeah. very cool. <laughs> Um, well, I would love to hear the bubbles in your words as much as the bubbles in your seltzer. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, me neither. Uh, I guess what I'm thinking is there's an effervescent quality to seltzer. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if there's an Not my effer- seltzer. Mm. It's very flat. Okay. That's why it's so expensive. It's, they, put, have... they put the bubbles in and then they spend extra money taking them all oh. out. Okay, you have debubbled seltzer. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. So it's more like, ooh, there, it's like fancy. There was. There's a hint of... There used to be a bubble, yes. bubble situation yeah. going on. Okay. It's a nostalgic bubble. Oh, I love that. You know, I drink unfermented wine. I don't understand. It's well, it's just grapefruit juice. Grapefruit juice. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Huh. And uh, it. Let's just say I, uh, I've drank enough to ruin some marriages. <laughs> I hope your mouth has no cold sores on it, because that would sting. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. I wish so bad. Well, the stage and floor is yours, my lady. <laughs> please don't, please don't call me that. My doth my cap to thee. <laughs> <laughs> Stop it. All right. Well, this um, this book of essays, uh, it's called American Gods, and uh, okay. it is. There is a Neil Gaiman book named American. Yeah, Gods. I know. Okay. I continue. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. We sat on the couch and watched Edward Scissorhands. His first time, mine, (laughs) I don't know, 107th? I loved it. Since I was a child, uh, the colors, the soundtrack, Vincent Price. Even at a young age, I always found it extremely erotic. 
Kathy Bates's giant hair, the topiaries. Anthony Michael Hall as a bully falling to his death. We were teenagers, virgins on that couch in the dark, save for the glow of his shitty old TV. Of course, when we watched movies together alone, we never watched them. We had dry humped all the way through Guys and Dolls. We slurped a handy that lasted most of Robin Hood met in tights. We were horny, and he had his own TV and neglectful parents. <laughs> it's probably why I dated him. But Edward Scissorhands, that was different. Sacred. I made him pay strict attention. I built a pillow fort between us so I wouldn't feel the heat from his body. But I could still smell him. A combo of spicy, sweet deodorant and straight-up dirt. Now when I smell teenage boy, it's grossed. Grossed? Grossed. Musty and repellent. It's gross. But then, then it had me turn straight into Edward Oil Pussy. When it finished, we watched the credits in silence. I liked it, he said. I didn't speak. It was really good. Can I move the pillow now? Without a word, I stood up and went to my backpack. I said I liked it. Shh. I held at my fingers. Don't ruin this. And from my backpack, I pulled ten pairs of scissors, various sizes and sharpnesses, and a brand new roll of duct tape. Arms up. And as fast as a mama bird throws up berries to feed her young, he threw his hands up in the air. His eyes were so excited, like a puppy whose owner just walked in the door. I threaded his fingers through various handles and, and uh, started wrapping them thoroughly, one hand and the other. I pressed my lips against his, messed up his hair. I felt his dick stiffen. I whispered, hold me. And he, very carefully, wrapped me in his long, string-bean man arms and lifted his hips to mine. I rubbed hard. We were both wearing corduroys. The friction was magnificent. I came fast like I was late for a birthday party. But the orgasm helped me make a decision. I looked him in the eye and started unbuttoning his pants. He knew I meant business. Do you have a condom? I asked. Knowing the answer was yes. He had been carrying them for months. He nodded. In my Jansport. I went to it, discarding my underwear along the way from under my skirt. I took one out. I rolled it onto his penis and accidentally put it on the wrong way. So I had to go get another one. Just turn it inside out, he said. I'm not getting pregnant and giving birth to your scissor-hand babies, I said very sexily. He smiled. His braces shone very wet. Uh, he stood up to meet me where I was standing under his Scarface poster. I hadn't taken his pants off fully yet, and as he took a step, he got off balance, pitching forward. His scissor hands gleamed as bright as his braces, but erratic and ferocious. He caught his balance, and we both laughed with relief. He gently reached down to free his legs, slowly one leg, then the other. Now he could walk freely. And as he approached me with the promise of a virginity-ending triumph right ahead, his arms swung a little too recklessly, 
The blades of my mother's fabric shears caught his scrotum, giving a clean slice north. His left testicle, which always hung a little lower than the right, sprung free, and as showers of blood had unraveled like a ball of yarn a cat might chase. His cries of pain and disbelief were drowned out by Danny Elfman's epic score as I turned up the volume of the credits. I came again. Thank you so much. Wow. wow. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. That was horrifying towards the end. Oh, it was romantic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, a lot of mixed yeah. feelings are what I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I definitely did feel a little bit of that terror, but also I felt a little naughty. Ooh, yeah, good, good. I guess. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and you know, Edward Scissorhands is a great, great movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Any legal uh, implications from mentioning uh, this Tim Burton work? Not yet. Okay. Okay. Not yet. Uh, If I have to change it, I will. Uh, Edward Scorzer-Harns. Scorzer-Harns? Yeah. But it's hard because I don't know how, I don't know what body part I would have taped the scissors to because I don't know what horns, horns. Oh, maybe it's horns. You know, (laughs) I figured it out. Two little horns coming out of the top of his. I figured it out. And then he tries to give himself a blowjob and then he slices his scrotum and his testicle comes flying out. Yikes. Oh my goodness. There's that horror again. Uh, I got to ask, how how come you named this book American Gods? Mm. There's no other title that fit. Okay. Not a single thing. I feel like we could each come up with three alternate titles right now. <laughs> each of us? Yeah. Or at least Scrotum one. Slicer? Yep. That'd be my first one. Well, the, the whole... Sex on the Couch? Mm-hmm. Uh, watching Edward Scissorhands, uh, Bad Stuff Happens? Huh. A Night to Remember? Hmm. Uh, I think the... Th- I didn't get to this part. Okay. But there is a part... You did say the end at the end, so I assumed that was the end. Oh, no, I was the end of my reading. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, okay. No, 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 I, I, but I, I did not mention the part where, um, uh, what's the, what's the guy? I want you, the guy on the poster. Uh, <laughs> Uncle Sam. <laughs> Uncle Sam is the god of, uh, of this world. Oh. He, he's the one, he's the one That's truly exciting. in the end, spoiler alert, uh, slices everybody's scrotum. Okay. Yeah. So okay. this is like now it's starting to a, make sense. Kind okay. of a shared cinematic universe. Mm-hmm. You get all these different characters. And there's from- two of them. There's two Uncle Sams. That's why it's American Gods. Oh. Mm. Yeah. Now, this is a very political. Uh, it's yeah. not. It's not. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you're just using Uncle I just, Sam because people know him. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No implications. We shouldn't read into Uncle Sam slicing open. No, the it's not a metaphor. It's just, uh, I honestly, I was very stoned, and I was like, uh, "Who would I jerk off to right now?" And he's the first one who came to well, my mind. Well, he wants you. Yeah, and yeah. he's got the finger yeah. right out there, and yeah. you're like, "I know how to put that to use." And I have never dated or married anyone who didn't want me. Yeah. Wow, that's a good rule. That's a good rule. Thank you. Start because I actually I think to be really serious i think a lot of people find themselves in relationships where they're not appreciated they're not loved they're not wanted and you need to find someone who wants you Mm -hmm. you know unfortunately i cannot reciprocate those feelings because i feel nothing well that's fine you don't have to want the other person yeah as long as it's one way yeah and that way is going towards you bada bing bada boom Mm -hmm. baby you're at buca de beppo's now I am? <laughs> yeah. You could be if it's a date. I'm we, very hungry. We're trying to open a franchise. Yeah, it's the only way we can get this podcast to make any money. No. Is if we can open a restaurant inside the studio. 
Yeah, Colin yeah. and I, he's using his yacht experience. And and um, what are you bringing to the table? I'm supervising. Now, Neil, I did want to ask um, a quick question. You said this was um, an essay. No, it's a book of essays. It's a book of essays. That's so was a single this one essay. Of your, yes. Is it... I guess my question is, is it nonfiction? When I hear essays, I'm thinking... Ah, I, I see what's happening. Yeah, I guess the great I genre. See what this what question genre is. We're trying to get you. I see We're trying to get finger, you. Your, your finger you're trying to uh, well, okay. uh, wiggle around in my wounds, okay, my yeah, emotional no, wounds. Yeah, it's, it's not, it's not Uncle this. Sam's uh, <laughs> I want you finger. Yeah, it's uh, Michael You're Sam's, wondering uh, if I watched a 14-year-old boy's testicle fly from his skin pouch onto the ground and unroll and maybe a rat nibbled it at some point. Yes, this is what we're wondering. Yeah, in more or less words, yeah. And here's what I'll say to you. What do you think happened? That's the worst answer we could have gotten to this. Yeah. And that and I, I is do, why I'm never uh, invited back ambiguity. anywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. uh, for the record, I will say yes, I do think it happened <laughs> in real life. Oh? Yeah, okay. I will say no, I don't, because oh. she was so ready to change it to Edward Scissor Horns, <laughs> and then that's a totally different story, you know? It's pretty much the same thing. But the minute you change it, it's... <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, <laughs> the hole in your oh. body! Oh. Oh. Your stomach okay, flap. nope, that's just a couple S- intestines. Put Let me get back, back in. inside Sorry, you. Jesus. when I sneeze, everything goes all akimbo. So let Truly me just... body parts <laughs> sh- erupting out of people's... Uh, Could is... you hand me that spleen? Mm-hmm. Okay, thank you. Mm-hmm. And where does that go? Okay, just, it... that's. I'll just tuck it in there and I'll put it back in the right place. That's where the kidney goes. So I was going to say, the minute you change one thing, it's no longer fiction. <laughs> Who told no, you that? It's no longer non-fiction. Who it told becomes you fiction. That? Um, I guess it was probably my parents who were emily dickinson and walt whitman what not the ones you know oh that would be crazy though. those are their stage names what are their real names mom and dad that's sweet yeah they those are names you grow into absolutely yeah they kind of took that upon yeah, themselves yeah. um so um i guess i have another question um, as an author, what is the difference between erotica and filthy smut? Ah, this is a great question. Thank you. And uh, this is what I'm going to answer with. What do you think? <laughs> okay. Now, um, I feel like you're just sort of um, poising this question, posing it to, to the room. Also and poisoning the room. And you're poisoning yeah. the room. With my question. Yeah. yeah cause, well, because now it's like it's thrown back to us, so it says... You know, but you want to see what we know. Or you don't know, and you don't want to answer. I love talking to you. Uh. Okay, now see, that's the kind of compliment that's going to get me to answer Mm. for you. Um, And just say that I would say erotica is focused on the expression and the experience of reading, while filthy smut is just focused on purely the reader's sexual urges. Well, I will say that American Gods, mm. uh, the book of essays, yeah. uh, is mostly uh, tales of young people uh, either about to have sex or having sex or just had sex or maybe will have sex or, uh, yes. Uh, and it's uh, I find it sells very well, not just because of my name, but because... Because people can't actually watch child pornography. Okay, gosh. I was going to say, why children? 
but it seems like you're trying to corner a market. So this, that sounds pretty this bad. This is well thought out that you're oh, like, absolutely. this is a workaround because I it is an illegal. Because it's illegal to watch uh, and mm-hmm. own child pornography. Yeah. You found a workaround that you can write fiction that is essentially child pornography. Absolutely. And people, people uh, put it get, together in their minds. And they can't get mad at you. Hey, Colin, should. Yeah. Uh, should we release this episode? Or this sounds this is pretty bad. No, stuff. no, no. This is very incriminating for us too. Yeah, definitely. I, mean, not. I know we had her uh, her on, and we didn't know that we were going to have this person. But now, I'm like, consi- what? When I was reading that to you, yeah. uh-huh. did your minds play a filthy movie of underage lovers? <laughs> uh, well, I have no imagination because what? it got it got removed uh, by Gilbert Gottfried sure. accidentally. And when I, uh, whenever. Because I I just don't I I don't want to get stuck in this uh, I don't want to get caught in this trap. So whenever I hear that there are children uh, in stories, or really anybody, I, I just imagine uh, I just imagine uh, 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 Glenn Close and uh, and Bill Pullman. Hmm. And that, Colin kind of goes yeah. the other way. Where yeah. Whenever he imagines anything sexual, he imagines old old people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. huh? Yeah. I feel bad for both of you. You can't enjoy your imaginations. Everyone should be feel free to think about young children mm. in any sort of I position. I think we'd like to publicly condemn both you and the exploitation of children for sexual nature. Now, I, there are no real children. They're not real. I just feel like you're servicing a part of the population that really should just be cut off. But let me ask you this. Uh-huh. What, what do you think? Okay. Yeah, I will also uh, say that, like, when we asked you, uh, what's the difference between erotica and filthy smut, you just threw the question back to us to answer. But when given the opportunity <laughs> to, to, to state that you like to, you found a workaround for child pornography, you are happy to give an I answer. I think you're jealous. I think you both are jealous of me no, uh, and my very smart brain I and my <laughs> terrible writing and my name and everything else. I That's what I think. I, I am think. jealous of your name. I'll say that. Mm. But that's about it. I Because you know what? I've got a rich sexual, sensual sense of myself. And I, I have fantasies. Yeah, I'll share one with you right now if you want. Do you want to hear it? What do you think? <laughs> okay, so... Just to prove that I have an imagination, I'm not stifled. I don't need to read somebody's book. Um, this is the one fantasy that I have. <laughs> and just to just to point out, and Michael does this will... at does this at parties where he will just be like, just to prove I have an imagination. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm gonna tell shut you, up! I'm going to tell you about a sexual fantasy I have. He does this a lot, all the time. Yeah, fun. Yeah. So anyway, you Michael, ride a subway car cheese. with me <laughs> at parties. Mm-hmm. Bring it from home. If it's not there, I'll go back home, get my stash, come back, and hide in the corner. <laughs> Michael, please prove to us that you Great. have an imagination. And then, of course, Colin will follow it up with his ultimate sex fantasy. So, <clears throat> it's 8 p.m. on a Tuesday. The library just closed. And guess what? I'm still inside. Uh-oh. And I was talking earlier to the librarian, and she's so tall. <laughs> She's just tall enough that her head is scraping the ceiling of the library. She's actually, it's a problem. We A lot of what we talked about is like, uh, is that okay? And she's like, no, it's hard for me. I My body doesn't work. No one's supposed to be this tall. And also, she can't style her hair the way she wants if she wants it large. A comb is, is you know, useless. She needs to use a rake. So she's, 
I know she's in this library somewhere, and it's just me and her. And so I go to find her. But if she's so tall, you can't hear her footsteps? So that's the thing. It's dead silent. So So I'm like, I got to find her. She probably got her head stuck in the fan again. It wraps around her hair, and then she's stuck there. as Sexy. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to help her out, and then we're going to do a big smooch. So I'm about to find her at the whole library to ourselves, nothing but books and the moonlight streaming in. And somebody's – there's an album playing and the album's prog rock from the 70s. I love music. And I'm about to find her and then I trip in the children's section and I land on a beanbag chair. Thick first. And I pierce the beanbag chair and I instantly achieve – Orgasm, mm-hmm. the elusive male orgasm, and that's it for me. I'm leaving, done. <laughs> leaving, leaving it all inside the beanbag nope, chair. I burn the chair. Oh. I burn the library. I run out. The library burns. The librarian who was in there, yeah, she mm-hmm. actually does die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's my one and ultimate fantasy. Whoa! And I wish I could have steered it away from the children's section, but that's just where the beanbag chairs are. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> There's but always... don't read into that. The kids are not their library's closed. You know what's my ultimate fantasy? It's your fantasy, except children watched oh, you. No, 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 yeah, no, they watched no, you. No, my parents no. listen to this podcast. You have parents, mom and dad? <laughs> yeah. Mom Emily and... Dickinson and Walt Whitman? They're listening yeah, now. And Michael's Just... parents, who I wish were my parents, listen to this podcast. Come on. Colin's parents got lost at sea. Yeah. Mm. On a yacht <laughs> that sunk mysteriously. Huh. So, Colin, what's your you ultimate wanna, sexual you fantasy? You want to hear my ultimate sexual fantasy? Yes, please. On Buc- mic. Yeah. Buckle up. Oh, it's on mic? Yeah, Who's yeah. Mike? This oh, yeah. One? Yeah, it's on. <laughs> this one's on me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one's on me. I'll pay for it. <laughs> so here's my ultimate sexual fantasy. Oh, boy. You ready for this? Missionary style with literally anyone. <laughs> A child? Oh, he did say literally anyone. No, you can't. Okay, Colin, you no, gotta, we got to do another take. Just quickly, can you amend it to literally anyone over a certain age? We can't because Colin, okay, we have, sure, sure. we've been sued by the FCC. So right? Okay, so many okay, times okay, 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 okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's probably uh, maybe a good time to mention this podcast has accidentally uh, somehow found its way into the children's section of podcasts. And so we really got to, you got to stop. Well, great, saying, because they need no, to know. No, no, it's not they great. They need to be exposed to it's, like what the world has. No. Okay. So I'm just really quickly, uh, missionary style with literally anyone over the age of 18. Hell yeah. yeah. High five, Colin. You're so yes, boring. That rocks. No way. No, yeah, that rocks. It's good. That's what a real cool sexual fantasy. over 18, but then they unzip their skin, and it was a child in, uh, in a 22-year-old's skin. <laughs> you know, normally we do a lot of questions about like, hey, when did you start writing? What was your childhood uh-huh. like? Like, what was your life? I don't really think I want to know anything about you. Nope. <laughs> No, you do not. What I will say this is... This is the best now, so, part about me. So now I will say that I'm now this... this I'm going to call the cops. This, oh, yeah. don't. I'm going to call this the cops. This now can... The, there was a line in your essay that uh, that stuck out to me when you said, uh, now when I smell teenage boys. Mm. <laughs> so now that line is very concerning. Are you still smelling teenage boys? Not now. There's none around. Yeah, there's wait, none in wait, here. Wait, wait, wait. There's a couple of 
two blocks down. Oh no! Two oh, bl- I don't like. No, this we got to close the windows. Oh, this I is... can smell them through the walls. I guess what I would say is, um, you're despicable. Your writing uh, was confusing and scary. You're welcome. And I think you are a criminal who you... is doing terrible things to society. Did you know that I'm also a millionaire? What? Because I sell so many books. Because everyone confuses me with Neil Gaiman. So I don't give a fuck about what either of you think. So you might be tarnishing the name of Neil Gaiman. Nah. So you're just some millionaire who can do whatever they want. I wasn't born a millionaire. No, I guess you did earn this money. And if there's one thing Colin and I respect, it's... It's earning money, yeah. It's if people get money fair and square through hard work and... uh... Yeah, so I guess I do respect you, which I, it pains me to say, but mm. I guess I do respect mm. you. I guess that brings us to our last question. Uh, can we have some of that money? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah! No, answer is no. Oh, oh. shoot. That one yeah. had an answer. No, okay. No. All right. Huh. But can I join that yacht club that you work for? Yeah. Uh, do yeah, they I mean, take women? They do, but what like my Jews? my my sort of like my my word doesn't go very far there. But I can try. No, oh, I'll flash some cash. Okay, I can get you um third row at a yacht concert. I'll take it. Okay, great. Bada bing, bada boom. Now you're good right. to <laughs> Well, Neil Gaiman, I'd say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. But I think this. Might be our last now. I can't wait to return. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're gonna have to go on the road. Wait, are you? Did we accidentally already book you for another? Yeah, you did. Shit. Oh, Michael, yeah, we you, did. You we... booked me four weeks in yeah. a row. Oh, well, because we, we were so no. excited, we thought we had Neil Gaiman. Yeah, Michael, we, we were like, we were like would you come back? Would you like to be a regular on the series? Yeah, Seek Treatment does like three part episodes all the time, and those are gangbusters. God damn it. And we accidentally uh, booked a pedophile for four episodes. No, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm not saying I get. Now I don't. Are we get opening this on. back up again? I don't get turned on. Okay. By you know it. what? I, I just have to say I can't believe you turned such a nice story about cutting open a teenager's testicles into such a terrible, terrible uh, discussion. It's I like how I can't watch Annie Hall anymore because I know the person who made it's a real freak. Everybody's got an opinion. And that's the end of that chapter. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.